Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONECURCITYCAST20. Since the 2021 heat dome, there's been a ton of interest in helping Oregonians prepare for a warming climate. There's been a flurry of incentive programs for homeowners to upgrade to energy-efficient home cooling options. But up until recently, renters had been largely ignored in these initiatives. And experts think these are often the people most in need of help. So this year, the Oregon Department of Energy launched a program aimed at renters. It provides rebates for landlords to install heat pumps and electrical upgrades in their rent properties. Today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with OPB climate reporter Monica Samayoa about how the program works and whether or not it'll be successful in getting landlords on board. It's Wednesday, August 16th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. What makes this program different from other government clean energy initiatives that are already out there? So what makes this unique is that it is focused solely on renters. So basically, it can be any type of uh, rental property like a home, an apartment, a townhome, a manufactured home, an RV, as long as the tenant is renting it for more than 30 days. And why I say it's unique, it's because right now there's billions with a B billions of Mm. dollars available for climate action, specifically for these kind of energy efficiency retrofits. But it's mostly aimed for homeowners. So having the state step in and say, hey, we need to fill this gap is huge. Because personally, I'm a renter. And when I saw that there's all these federal funds available for climate action, I'm like, well, how can I participate? Gotcha. Can renters advocate for themselves or do landlords have to, you know, manage that entire interaction? The only role renters can play is, hey, here's this new program. Can you look into it and consider it? Um, Mm -hmm. It's really between the landlord and the contractor because the landlord owns the building. So, yeah. You know, um, I know this is specific for heat pumps because it's literally called the rental home heat pump program. Could you explain uh, what a heat pump is in contrast to an AC? Because I don't think you hear heat pump, but you're just like, it's pumping in heat. Like what's going on here? I know there's been a huge debate on it and trying to figure out a different name because yeah, you think heat pump, you're like, how is that going to cool me down? But yeah, the easiest way to describe it, because it can get a little bit in the weeds, is that heat pumps work by using outdoor air. So when it's hot, it pulls the cooler air from the outside. And when it's cold, it pulls in the warmer air. I mean, there's just warm air and cool air just out there. 
It, you'd be surprised. Yeah, it's it's like a, it uses a refrigerant for to cool down. But yeah, it's just kind of I have one. And when it's working, I'm like looking, I'm like, ooh, it's doing its thing. And honestly, like usually if that my place is a little warm, it doesn't take that long for it to cool down. But mine is also in a shaded area. So that could be helping it do its uh, job a little better. Gotcha. But yeah, it kind of, it just does its thing. It's pulling in, it's pulling out. It's it's kind of like a, a, a cycle. Like, let's get in this cool air and we're going to push out this hot air. So it's more energy efficient all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, do you think this is going to be enough of an incentive to get landlords on board? Just like, hey, it's not going to be as expensive. I think it's a start. I talked to a contractor in Bend that is part of this program, and he was also like, hold us accountable. He's like, check in with me in six months to see how this program's working, because there are some homes that would need a lot of um, retrofits to kind of make this happen. Right. But I can totally also see uh, in the next few years, people not renting any units that don't have AC or a split or a heat pump or something, because there's just no way you can live comfortably in the summer in Portland anymore without some sort of, you know, air conditioning. Claudia, that is my story. So previously I lived (laughs) in an apartment that had the portable. So I should know what it's called, but it had the hole in the wall. I stuck the thing in the hole in the wall and I turned on the AC unit. And during the heat dome, I was cooking in my apartment, even though I had that thing on full blast um, for the life of it. It could not keep up. So when I found my new place, um, my partner and I moved in together and I was like, I need the place to have an AC or a heat pump. Like, I need it. Because you're right. These summers are starting to get more unbearable. Um, The evenings are also getting warmer. So you can't really find that relief overnight. And I was like, I don't want to live like this. So you're right. In a few years, people are not going to want to rent or live in a home that doesn't have these um, devices. Yeah. And I also, I know when the heat dome hit in 2021, it was actually just like local community organizations that were distributing uh, portable ACs and heat pumps because, you know, the Portland Clean Energy Fund wasn't there yet uh, when it came to renters and and lower income folks. So no, you're right. Um, When the heat dome hit, um, it was a lot of local community organizations. Um, Then Portland Clean Energy Fund jumped in and was like, we need to create this emergency. We have the money. Let's create Mm -hmm. what this money is supposed to do, which is these types of programs. So they stepped in and they've been doing a really good job in distributing um, almost 4,000, maybe 5,000 since uh, the summer of 2021. Um, But it's also made it into a statewide thing. So now there is a program through the Department of Energy that will distribute in hopes it has a goal of 500,000 heat pumps statewide. That's pretty cool. All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, are all these initiatives really improving our climate resiliency? Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. 
pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Do you think that these types of initiatives uh, are going to help us ride out climate change? Like, do you think this is sustainable? <laughs> it's just like, it's getting hot. Here's how not to be hot. Let's not worry about how, why it's so hot, though. No, I think about this question a lot because um, I think what we're doing is ensuring people are comfortable in their homes. I don't think that this alone will help fight climate change. I think we're just becoming more resilient, right? The word that we're hearing. There's climate change, and then you can be um, climate resilient. And I think that's what we're getting to because what we're learning is climate change is happening so quickly. We need to find quick ways to adapt. And this is what we're doing. But overall, there does need to be more work in terms of like, all right, what are other ways that we can fight climate change where, you know, in the next 10 years, they're like, all right, here's this heat pump, but now you need something else to protect yourself. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I'm glad that you had uh, some form of AC this summer. Yes, I would be very angry if I did it. <laughs> you know, I just got AC installed into my house. Um, I went through uh, the Portland Clean Energy Fund as well. Nice. Yeah. And they, you can get like this Nest thing. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, mm -hmm. it's called Nest. And and what's so cool is uh, you hook it up and uh, you can have PGE basically kind of manage it for you. At first, I was a little scared about it, but it it does like, I, well, yeah, because I'm just like, what what's going to happen? I'm, they're just going to like punk me one day and I'm going to be 110 degrees. You know, it's just going to be so hot. Or they're going to freeze you overnight. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been it's been very uh, comfortable in my home. I've been saving a ton of money and they give you updates and then you get these little cute little like uh, green leaves and then you're able to donate funds to other climate uh fighting climate change programs or whatever, other energy funds. And it's just like such a cool idea. And I'm just glad that everyone seems to be like connecting over these things rather than like the way we see our city normally work in silos. So that makes me a little hopeful. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool. And I know PGE is doing a lot in terms of like trying to distribute how this renewable energy is used and helping people save money. But I like how you said that because the other thing with heat pumps is my energy bill has also gone down drastically. And I grew Isn't up... Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I grew up in a household where like, if it's not like 90 degrees, we're not turning on the AC. I had parents that were like, don't touch the AC. And I'm like, but <laughs> yeah. mommy, it's so hot. And <laughs> yeah. I kind of grew up a little paranoid because... As I mentioned in my previous apartment, um, that device, every time I turned it on, my bill would increase drastically. And so when I moved here, I was a little scared. I'm like, oh, I I don't mind sweating just a little bit. I was, I was scared to turn it on. And then I finally was starting to use it. And my energy bill is so much lower using it than when I barely used the um, other portable AC unit in my previous apartment. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't believe it because same thing before this, Monica, I lived in an apartment and I had a window unit and like you, like in order to just exist in that space, that unit had to be on 
24-7, basically. And our bills were so high. Like, it was just like over $100, you know, uh, for a small apartment. And so I was expecting something similar when I got this, like, you know, nest, high fluting AC thing. And it, it's been cheaper. <laughs> just like, what? It, it's just like a normal bill. It's crazy. And it even tells you like how long it runs for the, like for the whole month. It ran less than 70 hours, which is incredible. Oh, that's really cool. I know. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you happen to know maybe some tips for people who haven't convinced their landlords yet that they should also get a heat pump or <laughs> some form of AC. Is there anything that like renters or, or you know, homeowners uh, can do to keep cool? So the city has started to increase um, the amount of cooling centers that are available. Um, there's also like you can go to the pool, find a, a shaded area, go on a hike, but always remember to drink plenty of water. I think one of the scariest things about heat is that you don't know when you're in trouble until it's too late. Once you start like, oh, I feel dizzy, I have a headache, or like I'm I'm really sweaty, or why am I not sweaty, is that your body has already been trying to do all of this work and you need to go to an, an emergency room quickly. So it's just important to remain hydrated. If you don't have to be outdoors, don't do it. Go go shopping. Go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> go like go to these places that are going to have AC running um, all day and just try to keep cool. Yeah. Libraries are also a good option. Yes. Well, Monica, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me and uh, go over this new initiative. Thank you. No, this is fun. And now for your microdose of news. The former head of the Civil Rights Division at the Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industries has been awarded $1.7 million following a racial harassment lawsuit. A Multnomah County Circuit Court jury sided with Carol Johnson, who alleged that the state agency was itself a hostile workplace where she faced racial discrimination. The Oregon Department of Justice had previously investigated the claims and found them to be, quote unquote, unsubstantiated. And applications are now open for the state's new family paid leave program. Paid Leave Oregon will allow Oregonians to take up to 12 weeks of paid parental leave if they are not covered by their employer. Benefits start September 3rd, and payout amounts will depend on the regular wage of the employee. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slims.